Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit MarketHouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E.com. And use the code COUNTRY. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to Land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Hey, this is Tyler Jones, and you're listening to another Big Buck Breakdown from the Element Podcast. What is good, everybody? Today, we have a cold killer on the podcast. This dude has already been on this podcast for the same reason he's on it today, killing a big monster buck. And it happens to also be on public land, just like the last one. This dude knows what he's doing, and I'm glad we had him, I think, for episode 18, I believe, uh, talking about big timber tactics. Uh, But Eric Barber is the guy. He's a good friend of ours. Uh, Casey, what do you like most about Eric? Dude, Eric Barber is one of those smiley kind of people. Yep. Eric is always, like, excited to talk to you, like, glad that you are speaking to him, like, just a... Man, and this goes beyond hunting, but just being that kind of person and, and knowing those kind of people just improves your quality of life sure. because it's good to have joyful people around, and Eric's joyful. Yep, yeah. absolutely. And besides that, he's a stone-cold killer joyful. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Uh, Hey, I mean, if I was killing that many deer, I'd probably be probably pretty joyful right. too. That's right. <laughs> Instead, I just moped the whole time we drove back the other day. <laughs> We were, I kind of like, I don't think you were really wanting to do that, but then like I did it and then it was like, we just fed off each other and we yeah. were both like, oh, we're just dumb, we're idiots. <laughs> oh. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Eric's going to, going to talk about a buck that he killed and man, he's got a cool story. Um, this one's actually a pretty long big buck breakdown, uh, as compared to usual. But it's the second thing I like about Eric Barber, that dude will tell a story. <laughs> he will. <laughs> you don't have he to will. milk it out of him, man. That's right, man. Yeah. He's a good He's not going to give you that uh, one word question like no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, like I said, Eric's a good friend of ours, and we are glad to know him and to be able to draw information out of him. So uh, yeah, sit back, listen to this cool story. 
All right, so on the phone now, one of my favorite people that we've met doing this podcasting thing, one of the nicest guys that we met, Eric Barber. What's happening, dude? Man, and it's good to hear from you guys again. And uh, hopefully this can keep on being a recurring thing. <laughs> yeah. It seems every time we jump on the podcast, there's a dead deer in the ground. <laughs> That's right, dude. It would be, yeah, this would be good for both parties, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. So you have been just kind of living the life lately, man. Uh, I've been following you on social media for a long time, but especially lately, man, uh, some pretty epic shots you've been posting. What's the deal there, man? It, it's I've been super lucky here in the last, like, you know, just a couple months. I mean, I it just every the stars kind of on the line. I mean, I've always been dying to get out west and try and build your hunt, which I did that the first of September, went out to South Dakota just for like a little weekend thing. Only spent three days out there and uh, came back, um, was in Wisconsin. Obviously, that's, you know, where I live, obviously. But our, our archery season opens on the 15th this year. So spent the 15th and the 16th doing that, ended up killing that buck on the 16th. And then um, on the 18th, we left to go to Estes Park, Colorado, where we spent a week out there just kind of hiking and watching the, the elk out in that area. So it has been an awesome, awesome couple weeks, couple months here. So yeah. it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I bet, dude. I have been to Estes Park in Rocky Mountain National Park several times. It's one of... Uh, mine and my wife's favorite places to go. And uh, so I, the problem is I haven't ever been there. I mean, it's like one of the elkiest places on the earth, and I haven't ever been there in September. So I'm pretty jealous of that experience that you oh, got to man. have up there. It's it's incredible. I mean, anyone, whether they you know are a diehard elk hunter or just like elk, or, you know, even if they're not a hundred all and just like, you know, seeing wildlife, I mean, it is tough to beat that place in the yeah. fall. It is so cool. You'll see stuff that is going to stick with you forever and just have you coming back all the time. That's cool, man. So you mentioned a buck that you harvested earlier. This, this is like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was just like, but I should, I guess I should. Um, but man, just another <laughs> early season, just slob man what's the what's the story Dude, behind it well to be totally honest i can't still you know can't believe it so that makes three of us here <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know it was a really crazy deal where um you know anyone that lives in the upper midwest probably knows like all the crazy conditions we've had up here you know over the summer and for people that aren't in our area you know, we had we had a pretty a fairly mild summer most of the of you know June, July, and August, but then here in, in uh, early August, middle part of August, we got hit with some like crazy insane rain, um, and just some crazy hot weather, and that kind of you know trickled into the early part of September, and you know come our archery opener, we were forecasted for temperatures in the high 80s, low 90s, lots of humidity. And with all that rain we had, the mosquitoes are oh, man. Just absolutely horrendous. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, it doesn't at all make for ideal early season hunting conditions. Um, but, you know, I, I hunt a lot of public land. And, you know, it's it's funny. You know, I, I know we've talked in the past about how public land tactics differ from, you know, traditional, um, you know, hunting tactics that you might associate with 
you know, someone who has a big chunk of land, or even if it's a small chunk of private land, you know, they're, they're you're going to implement different tactics there. And uh, I was actually on Instagram Friday night before opening weekend, and this guy that I follow that lives up here had this post up that said, like, stay out of the woods this weekend. And, like, you know, the stereotypical post where you take a screenshot of the, you know, the, the weather forecast and, like, you had red X's <laughs> over <laughs> over Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was kind of a crazy deal. Friday night I got off work and uh, just, you know, headed right down to this piece of public. Um, and granted, I had started uh, property as a whole all summer, but just this was the first time I was at this specific area of the property. Mm-hmm. And uh, went in and just kind of did a, like a speed scout type deal where I, I brought a couple cameras and uh, just wanted to cover some ground and see what I could find as far as signs. And there was a really specific area that I wanted to get to, a funnel between the rut. So it came down and connected down in this bottom with crops up on top on the private. And it just looked like the perfect storm for, for you know, really any setup, but especially during the rut. So I wanted to get a camera down there. And uh, on my way in, you know, I, I realized that uh, the DNR had come in and they did a lot of timber stand improvement in that area, which made it extremely thick. Yeah. So with all the foliage and stuff on the trees, you know, leaf still, leaves still on and all the thorns and stuff. I wasn't able to get to where I was going. So I was kind of disappointed. I backed out and I just started walking, you know, some of these, uh, I mean, I guess I would just describe it as, you know, like rolling, rolling hills. Like it's definitely hill country. Um, but there's a lot of like CRP on these ridge tops and then falls down into these brushy bottoms. So I was just staying on top, kind of, you know, looking for any kind of fresh rods or fresh scrapes, anything like that. And lo and behold, I came on a series of like five or six different rubs that weren't, they were not big trees by any means, but they were really like small kind of like, uh, almost like a small cedar brush type thing, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like, like, like a thorn type, you know, just a, a tangle of, of brush, you know, not really a tree, but just, they were all tore up like you could tell that they were rough and they were just slashed like everything was snapped in half and actually on one of the, the rubs that i found there was a little piece of bloody velvet you know hanging from the the tree so i knew they were mega fresh yeah huh. and uh you know anyways I, I i found this little rub line and uh found a, a scrape that was underneath a big white oak probably a half mile if that at, at very most from the parking lot and you know, I, I hung a camera right there because I figured this will be easy enough for me to come in, take inventory of what's in the area. I know deer, obviously, in this spot right now, probably not going to get them in daylight, but, you know, it's going to give me a good inventory. So I hung that camera right there, figured everything would be at night, which then fast forward to the Friday night before our archery opener here, got off work, drove down to that area, and uh, went and pulled the card on that camera, and um, interestingly enough, I ran into uh, Tommy Alford from bowhunting.com. Yeah. Um, turns out that the bowhunting.com crew, Justin Zahr, Todd Graff, and then Tommy Alford were all hunting this, this same piece of public. <laughs> and, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> and Tommy and I have never formally met. We had, you know, met in passing, I'm sure, at, at uh, trade shows back in, you know, the earlier days when I was working at Midwest Whitetail. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
And so it was kind of funny to meet him in that way, like formally meet him. Yeah. And uh, we were both obviously scouting the same piece, and he had been up um, scouting all day that Friday. He was going to hunt Saturday and, and then that Sunday. Um, so he already had some spots picked out, and he sounded like he's like, yeah, man, this is the last spot I was coming to. He's like, by all means, if you're going to be hunting here, you know, feel free to, you know, hit it up because I won't be here in the morning. Um, and then I told him, yeah, you know, I actually have a different plan. I was going to go to a different property. I just wanted to check the trail camera. We exchanged numbers and, uh, we split ways. You know, I went back to my house. He went back to camp with the rest of his crew. And, uh, I put my cart, you know, pulled up my photos, not expecting much. I mean, the first five pictures are all coyotes, you know, I'm like, what <laughs> yeah. the hell? this is kind of what I expected. <laughs> so anyways, I'm going through these pictures and, there were about 150 pictures in a week, which I was excited about. And, you know, I'm flipping through them, and there's lots of young bucks. And then all of a sudden, I'm starting to see, like, several mature bucks on this on this camera pole. And uh, in, interestingly enough, they were all in the morning, and they were all actually on the, the brink of shooting light, you know, like 5.30, 6 a.m., just kind of flirting with those waning daylight hours. Mm-hmm. So right away, that changed my plans for opening morning. I texted Tommy and said, hey, man, if you're not going to be in that area, I think I'm actually going to, you know, go to this piece. He's like, yeah, go for it. I'm not going to be in there. He was going to be somewhere else. So opening morning, I'm coming into this spot. And uh, I, I wanted to get back further from the further south of where this camera was set up. So the access is from the north. And I wanted to basically loop around and kind of J-hook back up into this oak ridge that I figured these, these bucks would probably be bedding close to and, uh, you know, obviously feeding on some acorns on their way back into bed. So long story short, I'm going in there, and this is a part of the, the property that I had never been to before. It was way thicker than I anticipated, and I wasn't able to get to where I wanted to be, and I actually bumped two bucks. One, one was a really good eight pointer, uh, which was the one that I, I ended up shooting, you know, the next day. And another one was a, a really, really good eight pointer, probably 145, 150 inch. Deer. Oh gosh. And I, you know, I was kind of bummed out at first, but at the same time I was, it was, a, you know, if you can ever envision a soft bump of a deer, that's what this was. Yeah. Had the wind in my favor had my headlamp on and I kind of crested this ridge and they were, we like locked eyes, you know, their eyes lit up in the headlamp and I could see plain as day what they were. We just kind of looked at each other for 30 seconds and they just kind of turned and and walked straight away. Mm -hmm. So I just stayed stationary for a couple minutes, backed out and just hung a stand up on this, the top of this, um, actually an alfalfa field that looks down into all this stuff where those deer were just wanted to get up and basically at that point i was aborting my mission of getting way in where they were betting and just kind of wanted to hang from afar so did that and uh i i didn't see anything that morning um that afternoon went to a different spot and uh you know got skunked but th- that saturday afternoon tommy actually hunted that property i i told him yeah you know this is what i saw this is where i saw it um you know he he didn't have a trail camera in that that area, but I kind of told him that there were a couple nice bucks there, and it would definitely be worth you know his time given to sit there. So we went to different areas. He went to the place very actually almost the exact tree that I hunted Saturday morning, 
tree hunted Saturday evening. And, um, at, at the end of the day, well, Sunday morning, he, we, we connected again. Hey, what'd you see? And he said that he saw, uh, a couple decent bucks come out into this alfalfa field, um, which he was not going to hunt that, that, that evening. So, you know, as we kind of mentioned, I was in Estes Park from the 18th through like the 24th. So mm-hmm. I had, this is now September 16th. This is Saturday of our opener or Sunday, excuse me, of our opener. Um, I wanted to do just an evening set and I basically wanted to do an observation where I could see where these deer were coming out. I had a good idea where they were betting, but given that it was, you know, a feels like temperature 91, mm. uh, very humid, Ooh. you know, just, it didn't light up. So I didn't want to push in and, and, and get super aggressive because I knew I would have a lot more time, you know, coming up here after I got back to my vacation. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, I hung on the north end of this this alfalfa field with a, a pretty decent su- southerly breeze. Saturday evening there was next to no wind, and uh, Sunday evening there was a, a probably seven to ten mile an hour. Just you know, a decent decent breeze. What we all kind of look for, especially on those afternoon hunts. You know, mm, I yeah. feel like when it's dead still things kind of just don't move. Yeah. And this was just enough wind to make you feel like, you know, yeah, you might have a chance tonight. Mm-hmm. So anyways, got set up in this area, in this, this spot. And, um, when I access this area, I, I switched it up a little bit from the way that, uh, that, that I did the, the previous morning, rather than parking in the parking lot, you know, being that this was going to be an afternoon hunt and I would have to park in that lot in broad daylight rather than in the dark. I surpassed it and parked maybe about a quarter mile down the road and came in in an area where if, if any deer were bedded near the, the parking lot, which is just really good deer habitat, you know, it's a uh, really thick, lot of natural browse form in there. Mm-hmm. I wanted to park away from that because I figured in, in the event that they are sitting in that looking up towards the lot, I didn't want them to see. Okay. So, the reason I mention that is that, is that I think really ended up being a, an, an absolute key factor in this hunt because huh. I didn't come in and all very far. I was only, you know, I, I mapped it out on Onyx. I was 366 yards from the parking lot. Wow. You know, this is, this was just a total observation. You know, I never would have anticipated killing a deer. So get up in the stand and, uh, Lo and behold, it, you know, it was super slow almost the entire evening. At 7 o'clock, a decent two-year-old came out. And, uh, you know, he came out right kind of where I was expecting, which was about 350 or 250, excuse me, 250 yards um, in front of me. And, you know, he comes out into the field, kind of scanned it for a little bit, <clears throat> and he starts making his way my direction. And as he's doing that, a doe and her two fawns came out at about 80 yards to my southwest, and uh, he's on the southeast part of the field. And when he saw those, he just kind of made a beeline and went right to them. So I had, you know, a small group of deer, four or five deer around me at about 80 yards. And I was like, okay, this is cool. You know, I know there's deer in the area. This is something to look into when I get back from, from Colorado. Well, about that time, you know, now it's about 7.15, I look back in the direction that that buck came out into the, the field, and there's 
three, as soon as you saw them, you were like, those are mature bucks. They just were rec- rectangles, cinder blocks out in the field. Mm-hmm. So I got the binoculars up on them, and sure enough, they all were, you know, probably in that, you know, 125 to, uh, I, the biggest one was that 150, 145 inch eight pointer. And, you know, oh, I, I'm super pumped at this point <laughs> yeah. because I know right where they came out, you know? So I'm like, man, this is exactly what I wanted. They came out in daylight where I can, I literally pinpointed a tree. All this stuff's going through my head for a piece of shit. Not at all thinking that this is going to happen. So there, you know, we talked a little bit about how bad the bugs were kind of, you know, the mosquitoes were terrible because of all this rain. Well, these deer were acting super goofy. When they're out in that field, those bugs had to be, you know, just so thick for those for those deer out there. They were shaking their heads like crazy. Their tails were going nuts. And if you've ever watched fawns kind of play together, you know how they kind of romp around and yeah. they'll, like, they'll, they'll do that thing where they jump down real low like a dog and then all of a sudden they'll just kind of do, like, fast little hot laps. Yeah, yeah. Well, these these deer were acting all the deer in the field, not, not just these bucks, but all the deer. And I'm assuming, I can't say for sure, but I would assume that that was because they were being bothered by all these bugs. Yeah. Doing that, every time they do a hot lap, and these are the, the mature bucks, every time they kind of do that little sprint, and they would spar every now and then, they would just keep getting progressively closer. So at about like 7.20, and now keep in mind that 7.30 is way too dark to shoot, you know? Yeah. And and, and, and illegal, I think, actually was 7.28 or 7.29. And, um, all right, I got the timer so, on you so, on that now. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so <laughs> these, the, the buck, the, there was, there were two specifically that I thought I kind of was going to have a chance at because they were just kind of leading the pack, if you will, my direction. And one was, uh, you know, probably about 130 inch, real clean eight pointer. The other one was this really, really big eight pointer. Um, and they started sparring a little bit and um all you know when they broke free this like 130 the buck that i ended up killing here in a minute um spoiler alert i guess yeah, uh, yeah. Runs, <laughs> runs this this big this you know bigger antlered buck and when they started sparring you know they broke free and immediately started sprinting in my direction now they're probably about 150 yards but they are literally on a full-out sprint coming right at me oh my goodness (laughs) yeah so i stand up grab my bow and there there there's when i picked the bow back up and finally got my eyes back out in the field and that only maybe took two seconds they're now at about 80 yards and they're still coming oh my goodness so the the bigger one slows down at about 60 70 yards and uh, the 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 other buck, which is another mature buck, is like 130 inch eight pointer, stops at about that same distance. So when they did that, when they came running my direction, there there was a doe and two fawns that I mentioned earlier. They were already about 80 yards in front of my my, my stand. Well, when they did that, they spooked those and they ran right under me. They're at 10 yards oh, right down the man. So now this, there's this bigger antlered eight-pointer, the smaller antlered eight-pointer, both mature deer. Well, the smaller of the two, lock size and, and probably more aggressive of the two, lock size on those does and just starts coming steady, just right at me. So I literally am looking at my watch because I didn't, you know, it was getting dark. 
it was, I remember looking at my watch at 7.23 and thinking to myself, this has got to happen literally in the next five minutes or, you know, it, it, it's not going to be light enough to shoot. Mm-hmm. So right at about that, you know, the time that that's kind of going through my head, he kind of picks up that cadence a little bit and just does an in-between walk slash jog, you know, just a real steady clip right at me. Gets to 30 yards and is, is, is facing me directly. And, you know, he's looking right under the tree. Those, those are kind of on, on high alert from, you know, those bucks chasing him off. Well, the does went back to feeding. And when, when they went to feeding, he started, he put his head down, started feeding, came at me another three steps and started to turn broadside and ended up t- turning broadside and gave me and just absolutely opened up that pocket. Oh. And I drew back and, and, you know, it was, it was like, like I mentioned, you know, it was dark and I wasn't, I remember thinking to myself, I'm not going to force a shot. It's early in the season. You know, I don't want to screw up this early. So I'm only going to shoot if I didn't have to stop him. And, you know, I felt confident in the shot. Well, he turned broadside on his own. He's feeding, unaware of my presence, totally calm, centered the pin and uh, let the arrow go. And it, it absolutely went right where I was holding. Yes. Buck turned around. Oh, man. I mean, Buck turned around and he's running out of the field. And when he turned, he, he was running straight away from me. When he turned to go left to right, I'm looking at him in the binoculars, and he started to get that that stagger to him. Yeah, and uh, he just got out of sight. I heard a, a barbed wire fence crash, and I figured that was him. Mm. And I mean, lo and behold, got out of the stand, checked my arrow right away. Blood looked great. Um, with as as hot as it was, I mean, it was in the the 80s, probably at that point in the day. Even with the sundown, you know, I wanted to get him out of the woods as quick as I I could. So I went back to the truck, shed a layer. I had my wife and uh, two two of my really good buddies that live in the area. They came over. We picked up um, the, the trail and uh, actually didn't find blood. I know my wife will want me to mention this because my wife found blood. <laughs> out, of, out of all four of us, you know, myself and my two buddies are diehard whitetail hunters. And we're, like, walking through this alfalfa field not finding any blood. So we all went to the tree line to try and find where he went, went into the woods. Sure enough, of all four, all four of us, my wife finds the blood nice. and it was, it was spraying. I mean, as soon as we found blood, I knew he, we were going to have him soon. And sure enough, there he was 20 yards later. And, you know, it was absolutely one of the coolest hunts because it was, it was a situation where it, it literally just proves you know, we, I mentioned earlier that my that friend of mine that I follow on Instagram had that post not to go in the woods this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> well, at, at that moment that I'm walking up on that deer, I'm thinking to myself, like, if this just goes to show that you need you need to be in the game to play the game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, walk up on something, on a hunt where you're not expecting to fill a tag, but, you know, it all, all works out. And it just goes to show that sometimes you do need to put yourself out there you know, whether the conditions are ideal or not, you know, you just got to, you know, go with it and, and play with the conditions you, you have and, and, you know, stuff like this can happen. So Dude. it was an incredible feeling and I'm super pumped. <laughs> Dude, congratulations, man. That is awesome. Um, 
I was going to ask you a question. Um, is are there like the GPS coordinates for that other buck for sale or anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, we get off the line here. If you guys want to come up, I'll let you know right where you're <laughs> That's a long way, so you don't have to worry about us too much probably this year. <laughs> but next year, we might have to take you up on that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, dude, it's awesome that like you've sustained, sustained, sustained this success for – two years in a row but man i gotta think it's almost like bittersweet because your season has ended so fast twice is there any remorse it, in there for you it, it i mean this this time absolutely because it was you know like i, like I mentioned to you guys last year it ended up happening on the day first day of my rut vacation you know yeah mm-hmm. and uh Hey, so I had that whole week off. Well, now it happened the second day of the season. Yeah. So, so you know, at first I was like, man, this is going to be kind of crazy. And and my wife and I are real fortunate. We live in an area of the state where we can be in either Minnesota or Illinois um, really quickly. So, you know, it's not that far of a drive. So I uh, I'm I'm actually going to buy an Illinois tag here. And I'm going to – and I'm actually really looking forward to it because – you know, not to poo-hoo the, the the whole idea of hunting areas that you're really familiar familiar with. Like I love that. That's obviously how ninety percent of my hunting is done. But I'm I'm really looking forward to going to an area that I've never been to before, and literally just figuring it out. You know, if I kill a deer, I'm going to be so pumped. If I don't kill a deer, I'm going to be equally as excited because it's just going to be a totally new challenge. You know, so yeah, I'm excited dude. about that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I just, that is a cool opportunity, and man, what a cool buck, dude. That's yeah. a great story, and it's cool that it, like, allows you to actually go and do more things, man. And that's, I can tell that you're about as eat up with this stuff as we are. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure, You know, dude. and the, the only other thing, I guess, that I think is really cool and worth kind of mentioning is, you know, ran into a guy who I had never really met you know, out there on, on a piece of public land, you know, obviously with, with uh, how public lands are in the, in the spotlight, not only, you know, in in certain states, but nationally. And that's something that's becoming more and more of an, of an issue and a known, a known thing that we have advocates fighting for. It's Mm -hmm. so cool that I ended up meeting a guy for the first time out there and, a day and a half later, we're exchanging texts and pointing each other in the right direction, and this is the result. Like, it's a for me that it shows that the hunting community, despite all of some of the flaws that you see when you're on social media, you see guys bashing against, you know, different values and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, when you really peel the onion back and start looking for those good stories, and this is like a totally cool, you know, I guess, example of that because... You know, these are the ones you don't hear about when you got guys working together, especially guys that really don't know each other very well. And I think that's really cool. So, yeah, man, yeah, that's good, man. That's a all around, man, great story, and and uh, it's good to hear things like that. And it's good to hear that you can go out when the heat index is over ninety and and still get it done because that gives me hope for this weekend. <laughs> you know, right. our opening day <laughs> Saturday, so. Anyway. Absolutely, man. It can happen for yep, sure. Yep. The deer live in the woods, right, man? You got to be there to kill them. <laughs> that is, yep, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, we appreciate your time, Eric. Thank you so much for doing this, man, and congratulations and, and good luck in, in Illinois. 
Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Hopefully, we can do this again in about a month and a half. Hey, yeah, man, we are it. more than willing. Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, well, I really appreciate you having me on. And, you know, I, I again, I mean, I really appreciate, you know, being able to share the story and, and all that. So, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's been a good time, man. Cool, man. Well, we will hopefully talk to you in about a month. Sounds good, guys. I appreciate it. All right, All right see, see you, brother. Like you said, dude can tell a story, man. He can, man. <laughs> he can. He can kill some deer too. Yeah, he can, man. I, and I, I seriously, like, I'm gonna need those coordinates for that other buck. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been thinking about it. I had this picture in my head of what that buck actually is. You know, I'm like. A big giant eight is seriously one of my favorite deer in the whole world. You and know? if the deer he killed has the mass that it does, I can't imagine what that other buck looks like. Yeah. Holy smokes. Ugh. Like, I mean, when I saw the picture of the buck he killed, I was like, that's a toad. And then apparently yeah. there was a bigger one. Yeah. What? Well, no, like, I don't know. I just, sometimes I feel like, why did we have to grow up in East Texas? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but we've talked about this too. But, like, man, it, it is... Like it's gonna be so cool when when one of us finally gets gets it done, you know. Mm-hmm. And we thought we had it done like five hunts into the, this thing together. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, with yeah. A scar. I know it, man. But that's all right. October twenty eighth, you're gonna kill a buck. Is that it? That's it, dude. I'm I calling hope so. it right. I'm calling my shot right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so because uh, on Halloween or by Halloween, we're not exactly sure of the date yet. But by Halloween, we are doing. A giveaway and this is the first time you're hearing about Woo! this but we're doing our final giveaway of 2018 so if you want this piece of equipment for your deer season i want it you need to follow my instructions right here all right take okay notes. so we're giving away what are we giving away we're giving away an exodus trek trail camera That's which right. is a uh, really great public land camera that Tyler and I have been using a lot, actually. Uh, takes great photos, really good night photos, too, and uh, has a pretty wide angle of view um, mm-hmm. and a really good detection circuit. So yep. we're giving that thing away. Um, does video, too. Yeah, does video. Yep. We've been running photo a lot on Burst uh, yep. on it just to kind of save the card space. But, um, yeah, does video, and this camera's pretty dang sweet. Um very weatherproof. It's mm-hmm. been one of my more favorite things of running this camera. I like would there's agree. hardly any moisture or anything inside of it whenever. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had some big rains. So, mm-hmm. um, actually, uh, had some pictures of some, of, or at least of one very familiar buck to the listener. Old Licky was on the Exodus trip. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Old Licky, man. We have picked up Licky again. <laughs> this is. We think he's four, right? I think so. It's hard to tell because he's, he's weird. kind of weird, yeah. But like he's, we're pretty sure he was two the first year. Mm-hmm. We got him last year as a three-year-old. We were super excited about that because <laughs> we thought he'd be dead for sure. Yeah. And then this year, we're like, we weren't quite as excited. We were excited, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the same because I think we were just like, he's just a survivor, and we That's know, right, it, man. Know? He's just a tough old boot. Yeah. So yeah, uh, be sure and leave us iTunes reviews for that. And you may be thinking, I just left you an iTunes review like a month ago. <laughs> if you did, don't worry because I know that you're not the only iOS user in your household. Right? That's right. Like there are other people. Yeah. So go grab your mom or dads or brothers or sisters or kids. A lot of you probably have kids that got iPhones nowadays. Yeah, that's right. And just leave us that's a review. Right. Listen, Man. I got a story real quick. Do you? I we used to when the first band that I toured in pretty extensively, mm-hmm. we would 
we would like after the show we'd be hanging out with people you know and be like, oh man y'all are cool you know whatever and we would just grab their phone be like hey let me see your phone real quick and we just download uh the album on itunes on their phone so like if you want this camera bad enough you should be able to be like hanging out in these groups and be like hey can i borrow your phone i just need to give a review on itunes real quick and you just put your code name in that you know so that when you listen to the podcast, you know, make a note on your iPhone and make sure you got all your code names in there. And when we call your code name, you'll know it on the podcast and you'll be able to win that Trek Trail camera. I'm about to get all my youth kids' phone phones. <laughs> that would be awesome, dude. <laughs> like 16 of them. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that to y'all. But uh, if you have a youth group, there you go. Or a part of a church group or whoever, a big group of people. Your church group surely would be able to want you, well, they would yeah, want to help you hook out. hook you up. Yeah. yeah they exactly. want to help you out for so, sure. So just uh, get your friends, get your family's phones, and leave us a review and win this camera by... We're giving it away by Halloween. So, by Halloween. Yeah. It, we're not sure the exact date yet, but it'll be somewhere in that last week, October. Yeah. And uh, it'll just be announced on a podcast. It'll depend on where our big buck breakdowns fit in and how many deer Casey has killed by that point and this and that. So we'll let you all know in the, in the coming weeks about that. But uh, anyway, I appreciate you guys listening. I hope you're enjoying these big buck breakdowns as much as I am. Uh, it's good to talk to guys and get hyped up about other people's success because... Uh, I know it's just a matter of time before it's us, man. Oh, man. I hope so. Yeah. So, anyway, remember, this is your element. Living it. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit MarketHouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins.